Futurecast. On this episode of MTP, we go over the Vegas odds for wins and losses for the 2021 NFL season and see if we can pick them better. Of course we can. This is Missing the Point, episode 86, but it's all relative. What's up, fuckers? It's Missing the Point. It's the regular show to coincide uh, the fun Jim McBride interview that um, Joe and Mike did. Check that out in the show notes. Go listen to that one after you listen to this one. Um, This is to get you primed for NFL seasons if you weren't primed enough already. Um, I have the pleasure tonight of being on the show with Mike Marcangelo, who was part of that Jim McBride interview you're going to go check out after this. And uh, as usual, produced by our wonderful producer, Craig D'Alessandro. Gentlemen. Tonight, we are going to go through the official Vegas uh, over-unders records of every NFL team, a la the uh, NFL prediction show that Bill Simmons does. We're just ripping off the format 100%, except it's going to be me and Mike and not Bill and Cousin cousin Sal. So it's better. You know, we're the best. So it's going to work out great. We're going to go worst to best. We're going to talk about every team, what we think, how they're going to be, key players, injuries covid who's good you know we're going to talk about all of it um but we're going to skip the stupid teams no one cares about so we'll play that by ear as we go um but we're going to go worst to best so vegas seems to think uh mike that the houston texans are going to be the worst team in the nfl this year <laughs> they, they think that they're going to win four games um apart from the obvious which we'll get to of deshaun watson's unfortunate offseason to put it nicely I mean, honestly, it sounds like he had a pretty good offseason. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it depends how you look at it. Yeah, it seems like he enjoyed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It absolutely depends how you look at it. Um, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's going to go great for him because I think he's got more grand jury indictment uh, clauses than teammates at this point. <laughs> so uh, let's say like four wins... I'm I'm concerned because I don't know where these four wins are even really coming from. I think I would go under on this. What do you think? I mean, so I assume that Vegas is, is under the assumption that, that Deshaun Watson doesn't start more than eight games because if he plays more than eight games, I think it's a real it, there's a real chance that he does win four of them. Um, and then in reality, like, can they find another win in the other nine games? Probably. I think four is really low for this team. Again, I just think with the NFL's track record. He's going to play. He might not play the full year. So I'm going to take the over for the Texans. I mean, I think that's fair. But And we have talked about this. I think we talked about this on our full records prediction show with like everybody. Yep. But like, because of the track record of the NFL, like, I get it. But like, ooh, this one seems bad. This one seems bad. Like, when Ray Rice, like, gave his girlfriend the full Evander Holyfield in the elevator, and you're like watching this horrific video unfold of this, this guy could die, you know, these are guys that could do this to grown men, you know, and they do it to to people half their size in elevators. You see those repercussions come up and nobody really felt like it was enough for the whole Ray Rice thing. It's because we saw it, right? right? Right, right, right. It's like if it was just reported, it wouldn't, you know what I mean? And it's like video evidence is obviously a huge thing. This one feels different than that because there are like legitimate, like, there's like pieces of paper that say like law type shit at the top, the top of it. And like <laughs> the name is like all over it. And there's like a lot of them. 
And it's I just feel like it's out of the NFL's hands, a la Aaron Hernandez. But like, obviously not that, you know, like not murder, but like, you know, the way the NFL is just like, oh, fuck. All right. See you later. And I know, obviously, it's a different profile of player. Like, obviously, Deshaun's a much more important player as a quarterback, as an all star quarterback. But like, I don't know if he sees the field, man. I really don't know. Not to go with too much of a diatribe here, but shouldn't they grade him on the same scale that Robert Kraft was graded on? I mean, there's actual video of, of this happening. I think Robert Kraft paid a sex worker, and that's different. That's consensual. It sounds like Deshaun Watson paid these people to come to his house and then asked. Again, I don't condone it, but you know what I mean? Like, and it's tough to talk about because you don't really know. Like, yeah, I, like, I don't want to. I don't really. I don't want to get canceled or anything like that. We don't have a big enough platform to get canceled. It's fine. <laughs> there was actual video of the two people that we're talking about here, and Ray Rice, and that's why he he got ousted. I mean, Adrian Peterson played again. Uh, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill played again, and if we grade him on the Tyreek Hill scale, he'll play 13 games this year. Well, but the problem is, like, I feel like it's such a compounded mess down there because it was already a mess before this shit happened, right? Yeah. I mean, Deshaun was in a better spot because he had leverage. And you knew, like, there was a point last season, end of last season, going into the offseason where it was like, oh, well, Deshaun's going to get traded probably wherever he wants and the Texans are going to get pennies on the dollar in return because, like, he's made it known that he wants to leave. He's lost all that leverage now, so, like, maybe it evens out. But it's got to be such a dysfunctional organization over there. Like, you've been in... You've been in shitty jobs, you know, it's like it, the, the, when it's rolling top to bottom so dysfunctionally that the whole world can see it. That means when you're going into work, the whole place is dysfunctional, you know, and I just think it's that's going to translate to the field. It, it always does. If you want to learn about how to destroy a startup 20 years into it being created in the story of the Houston Texans. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, they were bad for years on years when they started. They finally rose to prominence and then they stripped away that entire team a matter of two seasons. Record time. And the crazy thing is like, what were, how old were we when the Texans became a franchise? Because they were the last... 2002. Yeah, so we were like 11 or 12. I was 14, but yeah. Okay, well, you're a little <laughs> older than me. Uh, but I was like 11 or 12. I was 12. So I remember them being created. They were like the last expansion team in the NFL of our lifetime. And you kind of... They got kind of 10 years of leeway. Yeah, sure. Or 15 even years of, of, of leeway where it was like, oh, yeah, the Houston Texans suck. But like they're new. Like give them a second, you know, and they'll figure it out. And they really did build up a pretty fun team when, when everybody was there before they started making really strange decisions and people started leaving. And then the whole Deshaun thing. But they were fun. They were athletic. They were explosive. They had cool skill players. Deshaun was like the, you know, on paper, most athletically gifted quarterback in the NFL. And uh, and it was so much fun to watch. And you were, you almost developed a soft spot for the Texans. Like Bobby always said so many times last season, it's like, yeah, dude, they were up on the Chiefs by like 21 points and ahead of time. And then from that point, like you can mark it. That comeback happens. And then the whole, fr- that was such a bad comeback that the whole franchise fell in on itself, you know? And they're going to, it's going to take another 20 years from them to recover from this. It's bonkers. And so, not to spend too much time on the text, it's, it's crazy though. <laughs> if you just think about uh, in the last three years, they have, they, they went from having Deshaun, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Tyro Matthew, Javier <laughs> uh, Cloudy, JJ Watt, and they're all gone. All of them are gone. And one of them's, you know, uh, Almost, you know, he's still there, but he might not play a full year. Yeah. And honestly, if you take Deshaun Watson and like 
it, it just on the field, which I know you can't, but if you take them just on the field without any of the other shit, it's very disappointing what's like what's happened because like that, that could have been an all time great, you know, and it's just not going to be now. You just can tell like the writing's on the wall. And I just like, that's just sort of sad too, because it's obviously it's worse what happened to like whoever he did, you know, allegedly did <laughs> the things that he did to, but like for us as football fans, purely in that lens, Twitter, okay, relax. Purely in the left or through the lens of being a football fan, it's disappointing. All right, let's move on. Detroit Lions, 4.5. So Vegas doesn't seem to think that they're in four and a half games. They're a little bit better than the Texans, according to Vegas. I think they're a little bit worse. I think I'd take the under in that, too. I'm biased because they're in my division. What do you think of the Lions? I mean, I'm not picking them to win the division this year, dude, but I, they, <laughs> they are, I, I think... I think they got worse in every position. I mean, if yeah. you really think about it, uh, Sunshine is, is not as good as, as Matthew Stafford, right? Yeah. So right, th- right then and there, I think that you have a problem. I think that he is a situational, and I think he's a, a situational quarterback that is predicated on having really good coaching. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he has that right now. So I'll, I'll take the under. Yeah, I. The more I think about it, the more. I realize how good of a trade that was for the Rams. Yeah. And how like he fits there. He's going to have a good season because it's like, you know, kind of a bounce back season for him. And like, he doesn't have to play for the Lions anymore. Yeah. Like he may have been the only thing winning them games, uh, for winning the Lions game. So now that he's gone, I just don't see it. Now, what I will say is I think that, and uh, you know, we'll come back to this theme. The NFC North is weaker than it has been in the last 10 years or so, I think. You know, Aaron Rodgers' dominance with the Packers is starting to fade, which is good. Yep. But the Vikings, I mean, I've been trying to tell people the Vikings They're terrible. were pretenders. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is a nothing dude. You know, you, we, we've talked about this on, like, all the time, right? Like, he's just, he is a polished Jay Cutler. Yeah. And, well, a lot of times all you're asking for from Jay was a little polish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but what I will say about Jay Cutler, which is like it, it when people do revisionist history on Jay Cutler, because I know that he wasn't a winner in the end, and I know how the story the story was written on him. His arm was huge, like a huge. He had a huge arm, and like there was there there was good reason to think he was gonna be a top five guy at a certain point in our lives. It didn't turn out that way, and it was disappointing for me. Obviously, I was always pulling for him, but. I don't know if we have that same level of ceiling uh, with Kirk Cousins. I think everyone's pretty well aware that he sucks. Yeah, Jay Cutler was billion dollar arm, ten cent head, and Kirk Cousins is like maybe a million dollar arm, and 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 that he's I get a ten cent head. He has better weapons around him, but I think of all for one year that Jay Cutler or two years that he had uh, Brandon Marshall at, at Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. But I mean, he never had. Oh, I guess he had Matt Forte. <laughs> so, I mean, he yeah. probably should have done more. But I, I think when you look back on it, uh, Kirk Cousins is nothing. He had one good run in Washington. He's been playing on that Washington run ever since, though. He's been playing on that nickel for a while. So we feel like there's like a lot of like clone quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like you could put them all in a bus and just drive the bus off a cliff. Like you have like uh, Kirk Cousins. I feel like Casey Keenum's in that kind of mold. Uh, I feel like uh, Fitzpatrick's in there. Just all these like middling, they're just middling quarterbacks. Like they're just, they're, you know, they're ju- like it, Dalton's in there. Like they're just guys good enough to like get a little bit too much of a contract and just kind of bone 
your team because you know they're not as good as they need to be to like win you anything. Their their floor is a basement. You can talk yourself into all of these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can really be like, no, maybe, I mean, he had that one good year and in, insert team here. Yeah. Right? And then it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, uh, okay, he had it through a couple picks. You know, like everyone be like, remember Foles in the Super Bowl? Remember Foles? And I'd be very guilty of it myself. I was like, I remember he played ahead a great game. Like he, he did great. He stepped in last minute. That's like takes brass balls. He's not good. <laughs> it's just like the way it is. He's just not good, um, especially in today's NFL. Like a better Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub is it is the guy that I always think about. Is like speaking speaking of uh, of the Houston Texans, which we all thought Matt, like Joe Flacco. Like I know he had that great playoff run, but like overall, he was one of these guys. You know what I mean? Like he got paid a lot of money for that one run, basically. Um, so that about does it for the Detroit Lions. We talked about them so much in that section. Um, I will. I think we can power through the next few because they're just all nothing teams. Jets. Eagles, Bengals, Jags are all at six, six and a half. I feel like they're those are that's all fair. That's all a push across the board on those. Like, the, I feel like the Giants, I would one hundred percent take the under on because I think that they're awful. I think that they have no blocking, and I think Saquon's going to get injured again for that reason very, very quickly. And if they're going to win six and a half games, they better win seven games at the start of the season because like he's he runs so fucking hard that like he's not going to last the whole season and they're just taking chunks off his career longevity every year that they don't get him some protection. And that's what I feel like when that's, what's going to happen. I, I, I think like six wins, six and a, you know, seven wins for the jets. That's a win. We talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago when we were all on right. Eagles, you know, if uh, Jalen and Devonta Smith can figure it out, like I think they can get seven wins. They're the biggest, like I think the Eagles are the biggest. Cincinnati's figure. I think if they can protect Joe Burrow, then who knows, right? But sophomore slump though. Seems like prime. He seems like that guy, the guy that'd be primed for something like that. He didn't have a full freshman campaign because he got knocked out with that injury. Right, that's another red, red flag though, don't you think? Yeah, he's got his old buddy uh, uh, that as long as, you know, he stays in, in good standing off the field as well. I think they could be dangerous, but yeah, I, I, think, I, I do think out of that mix, it's Philly, right? Because that division is just so weak. They could win the division at eight and nine. Yeah, I mean, it was like that last year with that division. Like, um, I feel like the Jags out of that group could. Would, I would take the over with uh, Urban Meyer sucks, dude. I know, but like, I know, but I feel terrible, like terrible, terrible. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be figured out in six weeks. So if in six weeks they're six are they're six and zero, sure, great. I could see him riding like some momentum. I feel like they could win a couple games in like a funky way at the start. And like ride some momentum down the stretch before they get figured out. Like you remember when the Dolphins decided to run the Wildcat and everyone had like not figured out the Wildcat yet, and they won like nine games and never, or I don't even know if it was that many, but they were like shit, the Dolphins, shit, shit, shit. It was like a horse had bolted from the stable, and then finally, I think they played the Patriots, and Belichick was like, "It's cool, I figured it out." And then like before you couldn't really run the, run the Wildcat anymore, like that, I think. Yeah. See, so okay, I think that yeah, that's comparable. I just think that. If they do win, it will be this. It will be in spite of their their terrible coach. I, I, yeah, I, I, it's it's because of Trevor Lawrence, though. Like, I, do you see him at all in the preseason? I feel like he's been the best. He's got like probably an insane amount of confidence. He's been like the best player on every single team in every single league he's ever played in. Right. So yeah, there might be a little bit of a wake up call going to uh, going against NFL competition. I think he's definitely going to force some passes because I feel like he he thinks he can make every play. So like that's going to be his big rookie downside. 
but he's got crazy pocket awareness. He's got a fucking great arm. Like he's a really good quarterback. And there's a reason he went when he went. And it's like, can, I think that guy can get seven games, eight games, right? Like a guy that good. I feel like he can, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know he looks like he just, he just quit like Cobra Kai last week, but like, he's still got an arm. So I don't know. Tony Romo was a pretty good quarterback who struggled to get more than eight wins with that ass out of a head coach. So right. I would just go, I would just rebut that with a minor point of, I don't think he was that good. So uh, moving on from that little group of, uh, of misfits, um, the Raiders at seven. Oh, your favorite. I don't see it. I don't see him winning seven games. I, I heard, uh, I heard someone say they were a playoff convention. I heard someone say that they were a, a playoff contender this year. Which I, I was crazy. I feel like seven and ten is the perfect John Gruden year for you, dude. Dude, he is he not at this point completely not justifying his contract? Was I like, can I just get like he has been so bad for what they paid him? Uh already before this season starts. Like he's in recovery mode at this point. I think his first two years he was pretty good because he had he didn't have a lot of talent there, but he should have turned it on by now. Like they, they should be a yeah. 10, 11 win team. Uh, if he was as good at, as as everyone says he is, do you see him winning ten games this year? I don't. No, I mean he's going to lose two in his own division. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's a tough spot. I mean, huh? I don't know. It's a tough spot. It's a weird thing they did giving him that much money when he was provably terrible. Um, moving on up the list, it's, we're going to hit the Bears so soon, and it's very upsetting to me. Yeah, um, Falcons. Falcons are the same team they were last year. Uh, Matt Ryan is not ever going to win a championship. Soft spot for him, BC guy. I know, but after that, after that Patriots come back, like I feel like he cries himself to sleep every night. Still, he's literally never been the same, dude. Would you be? No, I mean he's completely and utterly rattled. I get it. Uh, I think you know you lose someone like Julio, but you bring someone in like uh, like like Pitts. Well, Julio, but Julio isn't Julio anymore. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, 75% of Julio is still better than 90% of the, the league. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think Kyle Pitts is, that is, he's a monster. Yeah, he's good. He, he's really good. I, I don't know that their defense will be good. So, I, I, I mean, if guns in my head, I'll take the under of seven and a half wins. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's right. I feel like under is safe. Because, like, you get Tampa Bay twice. And then you also, you probably get a split with the Saints. So, there's three losses right there. Do they even split with the Saints, though? Like, I don't even know. I feel like maybe they lose. Jameis is going to throw three picks against uh, against the Falcons at any point in time. Talk about talking yourself into somebody. And we'll get to that when we get to the Saints. But, like, wherever Jameis Winston goes, a group of people will talk themselves into him being good. Because <laughs> like, like, all they have to do is they, they bring up his touchdown numbers and his interception numbers, and then they just cover one eye. Yeah, and they go like, yeah, look, it's going to be great. <laughs> It's just like it's trick or treat with him. Like he's like the Tony Allen of uh, NFL quarterbacks. That's such a comparison, dude. <laughs> but but I think I would probably take the under the Falcons too. I have to agree with you there. Panthers are also at seven and a half. I feel like that I would take the over on that. I've been taking too many unders. I could I could see Christian McCaffrey actually winning them eight games. Stop! Come on, come on. If my boy PJ Walker is uh, is playing quarterback. Then yeah, I'll take the over. If it's Sam Darnold, man, I don't care how accurate he looks in the preseason. He's going to start. I mean, he's going to yeah, he's going to start, which is fine. But no defense schemes in the preseason, so you can't grade a quarterback's uh, uh, well, their progress based on. I hope that's not true. <laughs> just literally, <laughs> well, some people have it. Sam Darnold, look, Sam Darnold looked better than he is because teams were just running a, a baseline defense. 
Justin Fields, so who, you're, who you think I'm talking about, is just that damn good. Like, that's just what happens. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I want to have this a, a conditional pick, but I, apparently I can't. So based on what I know right now, I'll take the Carolina Panthers at an under, 7 and 10. Okay. All right. I'd probably take the over with them, but only because I feel like Christian McCaffrey's due for like a full season where he just like runs all over everybody. Um, but yeah, you're right. Quarterback's tough for them and I'm not really sure where their defense is at so we'll see uh, moving up the next seven and a half team is the Chicago Bears I feel like that's so unfair so unfair I have to take the over on that which I guess probably everyone probably knew I was going to do <laughs> um, I do accept that we can't block and that's very upsetting to me and I think about it as I fall asleep at night uh, and like the, the offensive line like problem became a problem really fast in this offseason uh, you know with a couple of um, key personnel areas that we should have addressed and didn't um that's going to be a problem and i think our defense is a little bit worse but justin fields i mean i just i feel like he's going to make plays i just i feel like he's going to make plays um and i think we also have uh we also have a, so, some decent players in the tight end position that might help our blocking if we scheme it right matt Nagy's very close to getting fired though like if he starts off over with three or oh and four i don't know i think we're rudderless at the start of the season but yeah go ahead okay so couple of things you're picking uh the over because you, because of justin fields so you assume at some point in time that he will win the job over Andy dalton yeah i'm worried it's going to be five games though however but if i could just make uh make you know a little chicken salad out of the chicken shit situation that you have there fine <laughs> their terrible offensive line means that andy dalton probably gets knocked out before game five <laughs> so justin fields May have 15 games and as a starter. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm taking the over. Yeah, great. I, it's just, I just feel like Nagy is the kind of guy that doesn't do the easy thing in these situations and tries to be a little bit too clever for his own good. Sure. And at the end of the day, like both those guys got there at the same time pretty much. So I just don't understand. Like, yeah, you, of course you told Dalton he was going to be QB1, but then he drafts a field. So it is what it is. It's just like, obviously, it's got to be Fields. Like, that's to me is just so obvious. Just start him, let him get reps, let him play his fucking game. But I just can, I can see myself waking up on Sunday and, <laughs> and, and, and hearing that it's Dalton and just like being so mad, <laughs> like just being so upset. And I, even though I know it's coming, I know it's coming. I can see the team sheet in front of me. I can see the starters listed out. And I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into Twitter. I'm going to go into the replies and I'm just going to fucking commiserate. Uh, and I'm going to say mean shit about Matt Nagy and it's going to be okay. I, I, I do think that the, the, the prospect of Justin Fields being on the bench keeps Matt Nagy's job for this year. Right. I, I think because if he does start off one and four, he's got his, he, he's, he's got a silver bullet back there that can bring him maybe to, you know, again, we'll call it 12 and not 12. That's why he's going to start Dalton by himself time. Yeah, for sure. Smart annoying you know i i don't have enough time left on the earth to to see a good quarterback play for the chicago bears at this point like the thing is is and you know as i've been texting you guys on the group chat about my madden career um seeing justin fields in a bears uniform like it, he's so he just looks the part man like before you even see him throw a ball the, like the fact that he's like number one he's like qb1 you know <laughs> like he's got the look like, he looks great in Madden, and when I finally... And it wasn't easy, by the way, winning a fucking Super Bowl in that franchise mode. I put it on hard mode, okay? And I had to make a lot of deals. Like pro or all Madden? All Madden. Okay. Every time. 
you know, got to got to set up the real realism. I, I downloaded the real life rosters. I didn't edit any players. I took the real bears. I traded fucking everybody. <laughs> the salary cap turned on or off. Uh, salary cap on all the rules. Okay. Like it was an online one. So that does all your like rules the way it's supposed to, to like, yep. play competitive. I fucking, f- I traded everyone. I fired Matt Nagy before I even walked through the front door. Matt Nagy was walking out as I was walking in. Uh, I fucking fired everybody on the coaching staff. I hired new people. I picked my own schemes. Um, and I just, I drafted really well and I did really good, but I built it around Justin Fields and seeing Justin Fields hold the Lombardi trophy, however graphical in the Madden challenge of winning a Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears, which was challenging. I had to start over a couple times because <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, how much money did I give him? Seeing him hold the Lombardi trophy, it felt prophetic. I could see it in my mind's eye, IRL. I could see it. In fact, I even made it my profile picture in our Discord server. It's just Justin Fields holding Lombardi Trophy. I can see it. So let's get started. Let's get started, Matt. We're not on your time, Matt. We're on my fucking time, Matt. Put him in. You do understand that I hate every single part of your scenario, right? Like, I hate that Justin Fields is there, not here. I hate that you have a PS5 <laughs> and I don't. I hate that you have the new Madden and played it and I can't. <laughs> all things that I hate. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'm still taking the over, dude. It's, it's yeah. not going to be close. I I do think ten and seven is a is a it's a realistic record, and I think you could you should get to the playoffs there. I would trade it all to see my team win half as many championships as you've seen your team win. <laughs> so, or even appearance. I take appearances. You could have my PS5. So uh, I appreciate you taking me over. It makes me feel good. Um, let's uh, let's move on to the Denver Broncos. Who plays for the Denver Broncos? I don't know if I could name four Denver Broncos. Uh, four is tough. Uh, I couldn't do that either. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> Drew Locke, Melvin Gordon, uh, and uh, oh my! He's still a linebacker, right? Their best, their best player from their Super Bowl win, Juju. Right? What, what is that? Is that his name? Von Miller's still yeah, there. Von Miller's still there, but <laughs> Juju plays for the Steelers. No, 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 not Juju Smith-Schuster. But there is a. There's a second Juju. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think that's his last name. It, it doesn't matter. I'll take the I'll take Broncos eight and a half under. They have to play the Chargers. Are the charge? Are we hundred percent sure the Chargers are good? Uh, yeah. Are you sure? They're not as good as the other LA team. The, they're it's it's close. They're within a game. Yeah, we'll talk about the Chargers when we get to the Chargers. Yeah, I, I'll say I don't. I apparently am woefully underinformed on what the fuck is up with the Denver Broncos and their the lack of oxygen they have up there. Uh, but yeah, sure, I'll go with you. I'll take the under. I can't even really think of a take on the Denver Broncos because like they're so fucking unimportant. They're such a middling, shitty. Nobody cares about your team. Sorry, Denver. Uh, the Washington Football Team, uh, eight and a half in Vegas. Over. They've got some weapons. I, I feel like they could do some stuff over there. I mean, based on what we saw in the playoffs uh, for that rookie from the rookie last year, or and now I think Fitzpatrick is—he's more—he's just good for dubs, though. He'll get you some dubs. Yeah, you know, but in the in the for the purposes of over unders, like I feel like he can. Yeah, they've got some weapons, um, but who cares about them? Also, like we're right in the middle of this, like we're right in the middle of this middle table teams that really are not going to cause any fucking worry. Yeah, they're not going to cause any controversy. Um, Kyler Murray's sophomore slump, I think, with the Cardinals. uh, Eight and a half. Vegas has him at eight and a half. I would probably... uh, Yeah, I'll take the under on them. I don't think they're that good. You think they're going to go eight and nine or worse? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Their defense is not good. Is that true? I th- yeah, I don't think they're very good. Um, they've got Kyler Murray, who I think is going to regress slightly this season because he's going to get schemed. They're gonna, people are going to scheme for him a little bit more. Um, who's in their division? I mean, if, if Kyler Murray is schemed, well, Justin Fields, he's schemed for too. So there's not enough tape on him. There's not enough tape on him as a bear. It depends what they do with him. I think, I think they made they got JJ Watt there in the offseason, so that's going to kind of shore up the the defensive line and increase the pass rush. I don't think Chandler Jones uh, plays a full year there. I think he's requested a trade. Um, so actually, it's Kyler Murray's third year, isn't it? I fucking always forget about like 2020 as a year that happened to us in life. Yeah, it is Kyler Murray's third year. Yeah, he'll probably be fine. All right, fuck it. I'll take the over two. You've talked me into it. I, I do have them going nine and eight. <laughs> but it's 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 so so they're right there though i mean the, the, these vegas people they're smart cookies you know they pick they pick uh they pick right on the money sometimes but here we go here is one of my favorite favorite picks and dave i want you to read it out loud are you gonna take the under are you gonna take the under on the steelers <laughs> and i want you to read the total for me out loud please uh the picks for steelers are at eight and a half polarizing i'm sure uh you are taking the under I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I have them at eight and ten. So it's barely. I'm just gonna. I'm, I don't want to die on this hill again. Sure. Haven't met you, but love you, Leah. I I mean it. But you you get anybody but Big Ben in there, and they are a pl- and they're they're an over. Okay, I just like to make this point because I, I am gonna try and ride him out again this year. <laughs> I thought Ben looked pretty good in the preseason. He was skinny. He lost a little weight. That's not true. Yeah, it is. It's it's you lost a little weight, correct? And it, it, it is back. Like, oh, what are we talking about here? All right, he just came in a little bit fitter. I think came in a little bit better shape, which I think he was not doing before. And I think that that uh, is a ninja. What's the name of that running back that he just drafted? Najee Harris. Yeah, he's going to be unreal. Yeah. Um, and like you know that happens with the Steelers. Like they go and get like a skill player, and you're like, oh, okay, they picked up the You know, they went went and got a skill player, and then the guy's like the best in his position in the league. And I think that can take them over eight and a half games. I really do. And like, who do they play? Like, I mean, how good do you think that the Ravens are? They have the third toughest schedule in the league this year because of the record last year. That's right. That's right. That's right. You said that. Yeah. And you were, I know, you know, I do remember your point last year that about how they were playing, they played soft teams. But like, that would be a big swing, don't you think? Like a big swing to win less than eight and a half games. And then they were doing so good last year. I don't know. I think the last five games of the regular season is more indicative of who the Steelers were than the, than the first 11 games, right? And I, and I did reference this back last year when I said that 11-0 at, at the Steelers in 2020 is exactly what Igno was with the Patriots in, in 2019. They were just, they weren't playing anybody. They weren't really getting tested. And yet, and then when they did, they got kicked in the face. Yeah. And they, and they could not recover. Well, I mean, I feel that I'm a little bit nervous about the Bears for that same reason, though, because I feel like we're playing Brady's division. Like we got to play fucking Tampa Bay and shit. And it's just like, oh, I mean, it'd be last year. I know. I didn't that feel like a little bit of a like they kind of came out weird, though. And like it was loud and he couldn't hear the signals. So I think we got a couple breaks and then it came. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I, the strength of schedule does. It, it does matter. But also the strength of schedule has a tendency to go out the window. Like once the season kicks off you know it's like oh that team's better than we thought that team's worse than we thought like so maybe pittsburgh doesn't play the craziest schedule that we think you know like maybe they 
eking out a couple times like they did last year. And like all of a sudden they have another fatter record. I would take the over with them, honestly. Can I, can I just ask like how much of the over? Like, are you thinking like 11 wins? I'm like nine. I'm thinking like nine wins. <laughs> okay, good. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, for all the reasons we just talked about, like just the Kirk Cousins effect, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about them. I, I just, I feel like they were kind of frauds when they were good when they were making it to conference championships a few years ago, I, I like just knew they weren't a Super Bowl winning team. And I don't think Cousins is the guy. Uh, they have obviously a great backfield, but I don't know if that's enough. Like we've talked about that a million times. Like, you know, can you lie on your running backs? So nine wins, right? That's tough. I, I feel like that's exactly where they should be. They have to play the Packers twice. They're going to lose both of those games. Yeah, but I mean, no offense. If they play the Vikings or if they play the Bears early, they're going to beat them. We do play them early. We play them like week two or three. (laughs) So so they're going to split with the Bears. They're going to sweep the Lions. Yeah, they are going to take the first game off the Bears if Dalton's played. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it. I'm really bummed out. (laughs) It's like, I definitely don't do this podcast to feel better about my fucking team. Can I call a push? Yeah, I would take a push on that. I mean, I'm taking under because I hate them. But yeah, yeah. I think they're probably right on the money. A lot of these middle league teams are right on the money. Yep. Um, Cowboys. Oh, I mean, per- this is a perfect place for them too. Nine. I'm taking them over. I'm taking them over nine. I'm taking them with like 11 wins this year. Stop it. The, the, yeah. Do you actually believe that or, or, or is Bobby texting you right now? Like, there's no way that that makes sense. Dak, Dak was the best quarterback by the numbers in the league when he went down last year. And they were one and three. I know, but they improved their defense. Their defense was so bad, and they concentrated personnel-wise heavily on their defense, and they have new coaching. They were on their way to two and three. Remember that. They were on their way to two and three, and he was the best player in the league at his position. I know, because their defense was so bad. Yeah, so their defense will be a little bit better. Sure. (laughs) I mean, there's only one way to go, and that's up. I'm, I, I don't know. I got a feeling about him this year. You know, I, just, the receivers are still good. Ezekiel Elliott, I watched a little that hard knocks. He's looking good. Yeah, but that get new hard knocks made the Buccaneers three years ago make me think that they were a good team. I was like, oh, Jameis can throw. Like, Evans is really good. They were a good team. Look at that. They won a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, they did to get a couple more. All the making. Yeah, but that's this, this is exactly my point. It's all the makings of the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers were there that season when they did that fucking hard knocks. Except for Tom Brady and like a couple of skill positions, they had a they had the bones of a of a really good team. It's never good to have your team on hard knocks. It's not. It's it's depressing. It's they're almost always have a bad season right after. I would never want the Bears on hard knocks ever. I would watch every second of it, but like I, you know, whatever. Yeah, Cowboys being on hard knocks. I just I don't know. I've been enjoying it. I think Zeke looks really good. I think he's going to be competing with McCaffrey for numbers this year, one and two. I think, I mean, that's not news. You know, that's not a hot take. But, and I, again, I don't put a ton of stock on the, on the halfback running back position um, in 2021 and not as much as I did when, it, you know, we were like 10. But <laughs> I, he's really good. If you're that good, you can change a game. And I think they have a decently easy schedule. So, yeah, I'll take the over. You're welcome, Bobby. 11 games to the Dallas Cowboys. Go, go. Push. Oh, God. You're just saying, you're just, it's like playing poker with someone who never raises. <laughs> Chest. I, I just can't find more than nine ones because they always split with the Giants, right? I, I think that uh, the Washington. They won't go there. They won't go this year. The Giants are so bad. They will. They always do. They won't. 
They're going to win two games against the Giants. Mark my word. I think uh, Washington beats them twice. And then I think they split with Philly. So they'll beat, they'll beat Philly twice. Philly are bad. I think that Philly's offense can be better than uh, it is better than, than Dallas's defense for sure. I think you take the upside of every quarterback you think about and talk about. <laughs> Whenever you see a quarterback, you're like, all right, this is who he is. Besides Dak. Besides Dak Prescott, yeah. No, that's true. I mean, well, you are actually very prone to be worried about injuries. And I think a lot of times it, it turns out to be true, especially with football, where it's like, ooh, because like it was kind of the Gordon Hayward, like he got the Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And I know it's a different sport, but it took Gordon Hayward like three years to be in any way the same player again. It's it's just tough when you have a leg injury and then you're held out of practice because of your shoulder. The shoulder thing is that's tough. That means that yeah. So like I hope he's okay. I hope he, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I hope he's a fucking. I mean, he can fuck himself, but you know, I hope he's fine. I guess. So I'm wishing hell on him, but like I just don't. <laughs> I don't think he's as good as Bobby hoped he is. You're the closest to wishing ill on him that you could possibly be without full-on wishing ill on him. You're like right up against the edge. Whatever. No, I get it. Uh, I don't think that Dallas Cowboys are really going to be anybody's business this year. Like I think, and I think 11 wins used to be a good record. And I think that it's the record that's switched the most with adding one extra game. I think 11 wins is now an, an average record. Yeah, like a, a slightly above average record for like if you're trying to compete. And I don't think an 11 win team does much in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. But considering their division, I don't rate. I don't rank their division very highly. I think they could potentially go above nine. So I, I'd take 10 or 11, and I'll just go 11 for Bobby's sake, just to be a nice guy. Um, obviously, you think they're terrible, and you're probably right. Just so gross. The Indianapolis Colts, eh, nine. That seems right. We can just move past them. Uh, the Tennessee Titans interesting at nine games. I mean, Henry's a freak in nature. I feel like they could win more than nine, don't you think? Yeah, but can we just go back one second to the Colts? Really? Here's about the Colts. I just think that the new combination of Wentz and, and his old offensive coordinator, that gives them five wins. It's not going to mean anything. He's not good. He's, he's, he's the reason that the, 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 that Philadelphia was in the position to get to the Super Bowl that year. So like he's, he's not the reason they won the Super Bowl, though, so who cares? That I'm, I'm taking the over for Indy, and I'm taking the over for Tennessee. I'll take a push on Indy. I don't think Wentz is good. I it, it reminds me of um. Do you think it, do you think the head coach is good? Uh what's his name? Frank Reich. Oh, I do think Frank Reich is good. I don't know why I think that. It's just in my head. Is like I I can't think of a reason why he's good because he he outdueled Brady. Yeah. With, with Nick Chase. Sure, sure. And uh, he's good and all, but he's kind of a, a tool at the same time. Like when he wrote that, didn't he like write a book about how he won a Super Bowl against like Bill Belichick? And it seems kind of lame to do that when you win one and you, against a guy who's won like a billion. Um, he's a decent, he's a decent coach, but I think um, Wentz reminds me a little bit of like when uh, Markel Fultz got drafted and they started changing his jump shot. You know, I just feel like he's kind of got the yips and I don't see him coming back from that. I, I don't think he's got the mental strength to do it, or else he would have maybe done it in, in Philadelphia. Um, and I think, like, Philadelphia, like, bailing at the first possible opportunity is, like, not a good sign. Um, I will... I would. T- you said you, you take the over on the Titans or the under? Over. I got them at 12 and 5. It's weird, right? Because I feel like I do rate them in the regular season because of, like, the personnel that they have running back. But... 
I still don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs again for the third year running. I think it's going to be like, oh, let's get our let's let's use our biggest weapon, and then it's the playoffs. So nobody, you know, everyone can scheme against your running game now. We do have Julio now, though, and if, and if Julio is better than he was in Atlanta the last two years, and Tannehill is as good as he has been in the last two years. I think Tannehill's good. I don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's like go win you a Super Bowl good. Um, I didn't think he was win you twelve games good. And uh, yeah, uh, I think he's in that camp. I think he's in that camp that bus that I was talking about earlier with like all the quarterbacks who are just gonna. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's riding shotgun with Kirk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's they're all similar like molds. I think. Um, and I can't explain why they're the same, but they are. Uh. Okay, fine. Yeah, cool. Saints at nine and a half. I, or, sorry, Saints at nine feels high for me. Under. I think eight games is max for me. I mean, has Jameis ever won nine? Was it once? <laughs> so yeah, I feel like he did one year. He always seemed, he's definitely like a consistently single digit wins quarterback. So, like, I mean, and moving on from Drew Brees is like just going to hurt. You know, the system's going to be funky. The The leadership's going to be different. The signals are going to be different. It's going to be a whole thing. It's They're going to take a minute to get their, find their feet. I think Jameis will maybe throw less interceptions based on kind of the um, the wordage coming out of New Orleans. It's kind of been like, no, no, we fixed him. <laughs> and like, I do think he's got a better coach. He's going to throw a lot though, dude. He's going to throw so much. I mean, he's got Michael Thomas. And- Walking into this ready-made ready-made proven system that like all he has to do is like watch like it's not as if drew Brees was doing insane insanely athletic only drew Brees can do this kind of stuff he was just like the smartest guy in the room would you say for the last few years of his career and james just needs to come in and try to replicate that like drew Brees just always did this simple thing really well you know and he was he had really and this is actually the opposite of james winston almost everywhere he like drew Brees was just like good a good game manager you know a good field general like his guys did what they were told he like you you know he was decent at reading defenses but better than decent at reading defenses he was undersized so he had to use his brain a lot you know like he was good at throwing the underball he was you know pretty decent at the back shoulder like just dropping little dimes in by the uh by the out of bounds line and i just think Jameis has a simple job you know you're just a six to nine yard reception quarterback you know, you just got to get, you got to just, it's dumps and it's tosses and it's flicks and it's playmaking and you can move around a little bit and that's all you got to do, you know? And I just don't know if he can do that. I don't know if he's the simple guy. Drew Brees was a guy that knew what throws, knew when to make the throw, but at the end he just couldn't do it. Yeah. He aged out of it for sure. This is just a guy that he can make the throws, but he doesn't know when to, or historically has not proven that he does know. When to. That's worse though. I want the guy who knows the right thing to do. And maybe physically he can't do it, but like at least I know I want to know he knows what to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm still. I, I want to take the under. I think seven and ten is likely for the Saints this year. Yeah, that seems fair. That seems pretty fair. Um, it's ah, end of an era, though. End of an era. I, I like Drew Brees a lot. He uh, he's like the Dwayne Wade of uh, the NFL, where he had to like compete with. Well, back in the day, at least when I was a kid, because he had to compete with two huge names in Brady and Manning. And, but he was always like right there, I think, talent wise, and like not really in the conversation, much like D Wade until much later. Um, so it always, he always kind of matched up with him a little bit in my head, and I'll miss him. You just got to get more than one, dude. You got to get more than one with that team, with that coach, with that skill set. You, you got to get more than one. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, what, what do they call it? Targeting, bounty hunting. I think that sort of derailed the, the whole thing. I, they were really never the same as an organization after that. Um, 
but I'm pro bounty hunting. So, I mean, I, we wouldn't have dog the bounty hunter if we didn't, if we didn't have that. I think everyone should be able to hunt bounties, especially NFL players. Cause like, fuck it. It's a rough sport. Don't let your kids play it folks. Um, so the Miami dolphins, I mean, I'm kind of on board with them. I'm not sure how you're, how the Patriots or fans fan base are feeling about them. I think they're getting better. I think, uh, it's a little di- bit disturbing that they haven't come out and like said emphatically that, um, Tua's their guy. They have, they have. There's, well, there's been trade rumors, right? They didn't really. Yeah, their coach said Tua's our guy. And it's Salah's their coach, right? He's good. Uh, no, no, Flores, no, Flores is the coach. I'm sorry, Flores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always get those two confused. It's probably just a little bit of uh, racism in me. Jesus Christ. What? I mean, everyone's na- everyone's got a little bit naturally built in societally. Mike, come on, read up on it. So it's. Uh, I just love how you. Sp- I just love how you spun that, and I'm the ignorant one. <laughs> um yeah no it was bad that i got them confused but uh but flores is a decent coach and i think that two is a good quarterback honestly and i think that they can put some moves together especially oh fuck i forgot actually they're in the same division as the bills and the bills are really good they're gonna lose both those games and they're probably gonna lose both the games to the patriots too because the patriots know how to beat the dolphins no matter who's on what team so that's four losses right there they, they don't really i know how to beat them in miami uh, all the time. Uh, that, that is, te- they struggle down there historically under, under Belichick. You think they'll split? Yeah, they could. I and mean, they did last year. When did they play? Do you guys play early? We, we play Sunday. You play first game. <laughs> yeah. That benefits the Patriots. That's here. When, when we play down in Florida, in Miami at the end of the year, we always, always do terribly because we're used to cold weather. And then all of a sudden we go down there and it's a hundred degrees. It's humid. We're not ready for it. I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think the Miami Dolphins are a ten and seventeen. That's that's picturing the Miami Dolphins logo and then the record ten and seven next to them is difficult for my imagination to like comprehend. But that maybe is just because they've never really been good in my lifetime. It's just the once. I think I think the Patriots have a huge advantage if they're playing very first game of the season because I think the Patriots can be better prepared coming from the off season than uh, the Dolphins. I I can see I definitely see what you're saying with the uh, going to a fucking Miami summer nights from like the dead of winter in Foxborough and then like they're all used to it and you're not I that makes a lot of sense um, and it's I'm glad it exists because it's probably the only time uh, the the only matchup I can think of where I've heard that it works in the opposite because most of the time the cold weather weather team is winning out on like home court advantages home field advantages um, I don't see it I can't I they're nine they're a nine win team to me. I think they're nine and eight. You're taking the under. Yeah, I am. It's still the Dolphins. Uh, and also, like, it seems like they have a tough start to the year because if they have to play the Bills in any way early, that's gonna be that's gonna be messy for them. Because um, the Bills are just a much much better version of them, basically at this point. Um, all right, let's take a look at the LA Chargers, who you think are good, and I'm not so sure. So talk me into it. Why are they winning more than nine and a half games? Yeah, I, I just think that Justin Herbert is that much better now and that they're actually going to be building the team, the offense around him uh, as opposed to where he just filled in for uh, Tyrod Taylor, whose lung was punctured, you know, five minutes before the game last year. And then they kind of just figured it out as they went. Hey, when that happens, if Keenan Allen uh, stays healthy, if Austin Eckler is healthy, he's on my fantasy team. He better fuck stay healthy. I think that that's a really good offense. Um, and, you know, they pushed the chiefs last year. They pushed, uh, Brady and the Bucks last year, and now with one more year of actually preparing, I think I think that Herbert is uh, is ready to accept you know the challenge. So 
I, I mean, again, I had them at 10 and seven. It's not huge, but it, it's over nine and a half wins. I feel like I've heard the argument of like, they almost won about a lot of different teams. It's like, well, they almost won that game. They almost won that game. And I used to make it about the bears, like the bears two seasons ago, we lost a lot of games by like three points. And I thought in the following season, we were going to go in and like win because we got a little bit better and we can like edge out those like last three points and like figure out a way to win. I feel like you guys were doing it with the Pats against the Seahawks in that first game of the season last year. You were like, we almost won the, and the almost won argument is like, it's still an L. And I just think like, we're, we're talking about wins and losses. You know, I, I just heard you describe to me a team that does not have to fucking get it done. So I'm going to take the under. I mean, so just knowing what we know now about the Chargers, right? Yet, their first game is against the Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a win. Second week, second week is against the Cowboys. I think that's a win. No, I don't. Third week is against the Chiefs. I think that's a loss. So they're 2-1. Yeah. And yeah. Then they got the Raiders. Win. 3-1. Lost to the Browns. 3-2. I think they beat the Ravens. So now they're four and two. I don't know about that. Okay. Then the Patriots. Honestly, like that's a game we could lose. <laughs> Mike's giving away wins when the Patriots season just to like get to nine. Get to nine with the Chargers. Oh, and it's five and two. <laughs> it rolls into this. Murderers row. Eagles. They could win that. Vikings. They could win that. Steelers. No. Broncos, Bengals, Giants. <laughs> okay, yeah, they might get tonight. <laughs> then they finish off against the Texans, the Broncos, and the Raiders. I just I just gave you seven wins. Yeah, they might get to nine, but the line's nine and a half, and I just don't see them getting to ten. I did all that research and you just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, you know what? Right. You did it. You talked me into it. Uh you, I, I think you can find ten wins in there. I definitely do. I think a couple of them are gonna be big wins though. Um, you know, if they're taking wins off the Ravens and the Patriots, that's big. Um, I would love to see them upset the Chiefs, but I don't think I did this thing that I think they're trash. So, oh yes, I remember you thinking this. Uh, cool. I, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. Um, moving up into the big Kahuna, the New England Patriots are at nine and a half according to the Vegas bookmakers. Um, I'm taking. I'm just telling you right now. I'm taking the over on that. I think. Uh, I think the Cam Newton issue as I spelled out pretty clearly in the, in the preview show was going to be a problem. I think they did the exact right. It was weird how they did it. I get that is, you know, it was weird that they like let him play out the preseason and he looks good kind of, and whatever we all, we've litigated this enough. Um, but the fact that they declared a starter, I think is good for you guys. I think Mac looked good. Yeah. Um, you know, serviceable. And I think he'll do exactly what Bill Belichick tells him to do. And I think he'll execute. Uh, I think he'll have some weird moments. But the old man's got a few tricks up his non-sleeves left, I think. And uh, I think getting that offense together and just declaring a leader going into the to the season, just saying, fuck all that committee stuff. Get this guy out of here. We picked our man. And and divorcing himself from the inevitable speculation of the... It's the camera guy on the on day one, Patriots versus Dolphins in Gillette Stadium. Yep. The camera guy is the easiest job in the world if Cam Newton's still on the field, if he's on the bench, I mean. He just has to stay on Cam Newton. And every now and again, they're going to cut to cut over to Cam Newton and Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are going to be like, well, if Mac doesn't get it done here, this man here is waiting in the wings. And like, then they're going to cut to a whole highlight package of his like of his stuff the previous season. And it'll be short because he wasn't very good. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. Bill did a good job of just being like, we, once we pick the other guy goes. And I think I get he probably only could have done that had he picked uh, Mac, but 
I, you know, I think it's a, I think it was a good decision. I don't think Cam Newton was getting you guys 10 wins. I think Mac Jones can. What do you think? So I have the over. I had them at 11 and six. I don't know if that's enough to get to, get to the playoffs or anything like that. I thought that they were a 12 and five win team with Cam. I thought that their team, uh, their chances of winning was better with Cam. I will die on that hill. I was, it doesn't matter. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. Yeah, no way to know. Uh, uh, they removed him. I think that offense is exponentially better than it was last year, and they still won seven games, and that defense is better than it was last year, and they still won seven games. So, And they have the third easiest schedule in the league this year because the, they were the third they, they were third in their division, right? So, I think you're going to lose both games to the Bills. I know. You don't think so? No. We were, I mean, again, if Cam just slides... Doesn't fumble. We win that game. Almost. Though. It's an almost win, which counts for about as much as a loss. Almost with the quarterback that's no longer there because the, the, everyone realized that's what he does, besides me, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they split. I actually think that they lose to Buffalo at home here. And I think that they beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Wow. Which would be very uncharacteristic. But yeah, uh, 11 and 6. Okay. Um, I think 11 and 6 is, is fine. I was thinking 10, but sure. Well, we'll go with the official. Over under show, we'll go eleven and six. Fuck it, they're your team. Seahawks at ten, I think is high. High? Are you high? Because that feels like it's a pretty good place for them to be. I, I mean, I think it feels like uh, I am actually high. <laughs> I don't know. I know that question was rhetorical, but I am quite stupid. <laughs> I don't always when I ask that question, but I, I think yeah, I, I think eleven is their base fit, right? Mm-hmm. So I have them at twelve and five. I mean, I just, I, you know, not to name drop, but I did just spend a little time at the Seattle Seahawks in their stadium. And uh, I'll tell you, I smelled failure in the air. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I just like, aren't you just like, aren't they also rans for you at this point? Like, I just feel like every season they seem like they're going to be X amount good. And they always are. I mean, last, last year, last year, they didn't they go 12 and four? Yeah, but they didn't do shit with it. You know what I mean? You kind of knew that they weren't going to. I'm not telling you that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm asking you, I'm telling you that they're, that they're going to win more than 10 games. Yeah, I just think like, I think the division they're in is a little stronger than it looks. Um, I think that the Rams are a very good team. And I think they're, I think like we talked about earlier, they're better now with Stafford. Um, I think that Russell Wilson's stranglehold on that division is starting to loosen a little bit. I think that the 49ers are going to be better than uh, people are giving them credit for this year. I think they have a great running game. I think that they have options at quarterback now. And like the, I think both of those guys can be good. Um, Trey Lance or uh, Jimmy G. And I know that we've talked to Jimmy G thing to death. Um, but I think either of those guys can win them games. Um, and I think that I just think, and especially after the speculation with Russell Wilson and all the stuff that happened in the offseason, I'm not sure his heart's in it anymore and i understand they have great skill players and you know no disrespect to the dk Metcalfs of the world um or the tyler lockets in the of the world and i understand he's got weapons and i understand he's an elite qb i wanted him in chicago this is something about this is something about that team you know okay, I, I don't want to get argumentative i know that we're just talking here we're just talking sports <laughs> just a couple of old buddies <laughs> every year since 2017 which by the way was the last year that they had less than 10 wins They've gotten better. Nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and four. And you think that this is the year that they do not win ten games? By the way, they've only not won ten games once since twenty twelve. So in a decade. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm like, I hear what you're saying. Well, you I totally get what you're saying. I totally, I understand that the, uh, you know, the, the evidence backs up that they'll probably win 10 games. Just got a hunch, man. I just got a hunch. And, and I just, well, I, I, I mean, look, the numbers don't lie. I agree. Like they're, they've obviously been a winning team over the past few seasons. We've seen, you know, but oh, 10, not few, don't say few. It's not three, 10. Yeah. The last handful of seasons. If you got big hands, I think, I think I, it's just a handful of seasons. They've been good. Just uh, something about them. They seem on the downslope to me. If they were a stock. I mean, everything that I just told you indicates the exact opposite. I think you're a, I think you're a slave to the figures. I think just because something hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to. And I think their division's tougher than than uh, you think it is. And then a lot of people think it is. Um, yeah, honestly, if you think it's that much of a lock, you should bet it. You should bet it. You should bet the over on, on, on the Seahawks. All right. I'll bet the over on the Seahawks. And also, you know, the other 10 win, the other 10 win team is the Green Bay Packers. And then there's three teams at 10 and a half. And I feel like they're getting a lot of these teams are getting, they're getting given some games here. The Packers at 10 and a half. And listen, I mean, we disagree on the Seahawks, like totally fine. And uh, you're absolutely right that like their recent history, and I say recent in the current scheme of things. In the grand scheme of the NFL, um, you know, it's an old organization. Uh, They're not, though, but yeah, sure. It's an old- <laughs> Listen, I got a soft spot for him. I was just there hanging out at the at the stadium, being buddies with all the players. And, and I hate to report back. But I just didn't smell winning in the air, my friend. I just didn't smell it. You mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and, and if there's one thing I can smell, it's championship DNA. Um, like a sniffer dog. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, listen, I mean, you're, you're probably right, but like, fuck it. I don't think they're going to do that good. Uh, moving on the green Bay Packers, uh, over, you got 10 and a half. You're thinking they're going to win more than 10 and a half games after that whole crazy off season with Aaron Rodgers being like, Oh, look at here. I think, yeah, I think he wants to go elsewhere. And I think he wants teams to think that he's better than he is or that he's still as good as he used to be. So yeah, I think that he falls out. I, I just think that they have four wins built in. Are you just doing this? Cause you said they were going to be good last year and you got burned. Yeah. I, well, kind of, I mean, I could say that Aaron Rodgers was on his way out last year and I, I, I was almost right, but he played pretty well at MVP. Um, I, I mean, they have five wins. I, I'm sorry, Dave, but they're going to sweep the line. No, listen, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I look at them. I regard myself emotionally. I know what I feel when I look <laughs> at them. I say, fuck them. They got to suck this year. And I know I understand logically all that stuff. I can't, if I'm actually putting money on this, I can't bet the under on Aaron Rodgers in 10 and a half games. I just can't, you know, it's just not, it's just not smart money as much as I'd like to say they won't do it. And I I'm hoping for an implosion. I'm not ever going to actually put my money where my mouth is on that. So like, you've already really talked me into taking the over on them. Cause it's just like, they're still the fucking Packers. They're probably going to be the best twice. I get it. I knew you were going to say, go fuck yourself. All right. So the Cleveland Browns at 10 and a half. I, th- I would take the over on that. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be the best team in their division. Oh my. Um, I th- I think they have. I th- I think Odell Beckham's going to come back and play really well. Um, that might be because I drafted him last night in the missing the point fantasy league, but I do think he's going to come back and play really well. I think Baker's good. I think he's getting better. Um, their blocking's great. Uh, they believe in themselves, even though they're the Cleveland Browns, which is very strange, uh, but true. And like I think, yeah, I think they're going to win twelve games. Yeah, I guess the twelve and five is perfect. So we're, I'll take the over. I th- I think that that team. Now, if they don't, if they don't match the win total from last year and everybody's healthy, there's a big problem. I don't think Baker gets his extension. 
I, I think that a lot is riding on this season for the Cleveland Browns. So next, we have the 49ers at 10.5 wins. Now, I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. I, I think it's going to be Jimmy G for you know at least eight games, and then Trey Lance might come in because Jimmy's going to get hurt like he inevitably uh, always does. So I just have a really hard time putting or anyone ranking the 49ers ahead of the Seattle Seahawks. So I think I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be 10. I think 10 wins, 10 and 7 is a perfect place for them. Um, the Rams, again, in that division, I guess people in Vegas out there really think that the NFC West is the division to be in uh, in the NFL this year. But the Rams and the 49ers at 10 and a half wins is, is ridiculous. Uh, we, we had the Browns, the 49ers, and, and the Rams at 10 and a half wins. Do you, do, I mean, as I said, I, I think that it's really hard to have the 49ers and Rams ranked ahead of the Seahawks for wins. So for the 49ers and the Rams, I'm taking the under. Uh, well, okay, 49ers under, Rams over. I think Rams are, are 11 and 6. Well, how many how many wins do you think the Seahawks are going to have? Like 13? 12. 12? So you think they'll do worse than Seahawks, but they're over them the Vegas line? Yes. I think, uh, I think the Rams, I think the Rams are a 12-win team. Um, but we're kind of right there, thereabouts. I would take the over with the Rams also. So same diff. So does that mean that you even uh, McVay is a head coach because you you saw Stafford in your division for like literally the last ten years? I just think they have, they, they have great personnel. I think they're stacked. Like I think they have a lot of good uh, a lot of good players, and I think that it's a really good fit. I don't necessarily know if Stafford's elite, um, but he's a rhythm guy, and I think they can get him into a rhythm over there with the guys they have around him and. I think he's going to be better. I think it's going to be his best statistical year, and I think you agree. So I think if he has his best statistical year in Los Angeles, I think they win 12 games. That's going to be a pretty fucking good year from a quarterback. Um, and I'm actually happy for him, like because honestly, he was withering on the vine in Detroit, uh, like most things are wants to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully he does good. I mean, I'm trying to get tickets to the Bears-Rams game this Sunday. Uh, they're expensive, but Bears are in town. Uh, playing the Rams, so I hope the Rams aren't this good. But you got to go see them. No, I know I'm trying. I'm on the I'm on the game day app, trying to get the games, the tickets to the game. But anyway, um, yeah, the Rams I I think are a 12 win team. I think the 49ers are an 11 win team, and I think the Seahawks are a nine win team. So I'm taking over, over, under in those in those three. Uh, Green Bay, I'm taking the over because you talked me into it. Um, this is interesting. Where are the Buffalo Bills for you? Because they have them at 11, and I I see the over all day with that. I see the over at 12. I see it at 13, but sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong. Again, I, I am I, I am biased. It's my division. I But I, I mean, I'm pretty fair about everyone else in the division, including the Patriots. I think that the, the Bills, everything rides on Josh Allen. And I don't know that he's good enough for that to be the case yet. I, I, but I do think if, if they go 12 and 5 or 13 before this year, that he's proved himself as a top five NFL quarterback. I think 11 too low because I honestly don't know if 11 wins gets you into the playoffs in the AFC because it barely did last year and we've added a game. And act at the top. I mean, the next, you know, three out of the next four, uh, three out of the last four AFC teams, you know, we're going to about to talk about. So 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be the over, but I agree that like it's if it is the over and they do win more than eleven games, because it's actually tough for me to find four. It's tough for me to find four losses on their schedule with how they're set up, um, which is why I'm taking the over with them. But uh, the Patriots are de- are definitely a team that could take a couple wins off them. Um, you know, I think they could win both games, like potentially one upset and then one win in New England, where that wouldn't necessarily be an upset. Um, and then. Yeah, I, I I think so. I think Josh Allen's that guy. I mean, I had him on my fantasy team last year. He did fucking great. So um, I I like him. Um, I would take probably the over on that. I think that's an easy one. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I'm excited to talk about this one with you because I I think 11's perfect for them. Uh, I do. I and I also think that like I know you don't rate uh, their quarterback Lamar, but he's pretty good. I mean. <laughs> Uh, he puts up numbers, you know, and, and they, I, I, I think your main criticism of him is that he's not going to take you to a Super Bowl, right? Like that, you know, he's always craps out in the playoffs. It's always been your biggest thing. He's a good regular season quarterback, don't you think? Yeah. I, all right. So I, I don't think he can read a defense. I, I don't think he can make the throws. Now, that's what I've, I have historically seen. If, if that changes, then yeah, that team is a 13 win team easily. But based on what I've seen so far, I have them at 10 and 7. I don't think they're trash, but I think I'm going to take the under uh, of the 11 games. I, first of all, I think that, that the best team in that division, yes, is the Browns. And yeah, so they'll be the second best team, but they're, gonna, they're not going to make the playoffs. I, I can tell you that. You think? I mean, just because the AFC is so stacked, they're not going to get that wild card spot. That's, I mean, it could happen. It could, I agree that the best team in that division is the Browns also. And then they're also going to ball beat each other up again. And Lamar is so good at getting COVID. Like, he's so good at it. He's done it twice. It's like he's almost as good at getting COVID as he is at, like, running with a football in his hands. So he could say, I mean, he's not going to get vaccinated, apparently. So he's going to sit uh, probably at least two. It's 10 days, right, for uh, for COVID protocols. So, like, that could take up two games, you know, like, depending on, like, what, what their schedule looks like. So if you get to twice, then he's screwed. Then he's gonna miss- I mean, he's had it twice already. I, I don't know how many times you're like uh, be able to get it before you get it for free or like a free sub or something. Uh, but I hope he keeps his card. Here's the thing I'll say, and it really has nothing to do with logic, but it's just, you know, you had last time, like your gut, my gut says that in a division where three teams made the playoffs last year, only one's going to make it this year. And my pick is the Browns for the AFC North. Yeah, I can see it. I wouldn't bet it. I, the Ravens over under be a stay away for me because I feel like both are realistically very possible. Both 10 wins and 12 wins are both realistically very possible. Uh, if I was to have to pick one gun in my head, I'd probably I'd probably take the under. Love that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 12 wins. I mean, they're a cheat code, this team. I, th- I think this is an, a lock at, a, at the over. I think it's not, I don't think it's even a question. Um, they're stacked in every part of their, I mean, the very obvious two best teams in the NFL are them and the Chiefs, which we'll obviously talk about next. Because they have the highest over, um, they have the highest line at twelve and a half. But come on, I mean that's a lot. Put put your house payment on it right now, unless uh, unless fucking Tom Brady. Oh, tell 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 tell. I mean, uh, there's there's no evidence to say that he's not going to be playing. Like people have stopped even saying it. Like there's been, there was a good seven year stretch of this is the year he falls off a cliff. This is the year he falls off a cliff. This is the, he's now entered it. I mean, you can talk about fucking Tom Brady all day. It's boring, but he's now in the second era of, uh, <laughs> of, of main rivals. You know what I mean? Like he went from being one of the three best guys in the league with Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, like we talked about earlier to one of the three best guys in the league 
against Patrick Mahomes, who's like generationally good, as we can already see. Yep. So he like he's got an arch nemesis in like three different eras of football, and he's still playing at a very high level. He's got great weapons, and I you know I I think it's an absolute lock that they win more than twelve games. Like I I don't think you disagree. I get the over. It's fourteen and three. Uh, a lot of people say that they, that they could get, that they could go seventeen and zero. I don't know if that happens. Uh, I actually think that they might lose a game early. Would that hurt? Would that hurt if you saw him do it and win a Super Bowl with a different team, or would you be happy for him if he went twenty and zero? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would be so pissed off and so happy. Like I would just, I, I would be, I, I would hate myself and love it. So yeah, I don't know what I would do. I, I, I don't want to talk about those emotions, but fourteen and three feels feels right. Okay, feel right, Brian. Um, last but not least, I, I, I also think this is a lock. I think I would take the over with the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, who beats them? Who beats them? If they're twelve and a half, who beats them four times to take the under? Yeah, but who beats them four times? Like, like you know, what's where are their four losses coming from to take the under? I don't see it. I mean, do we, do we want to like take the time to look into? Yeah, shrug it. Let's go through the whole thing. Do you have the other records? I, I just might if you just want to do a big old big market buying me some time. Like, um, I feel there's. I don't think that there's any strength of schedule you're about to read out to me that tells me they're going to win less than twelve and a half games. Um, but I'm excited to hear it. Are we ready? Yes. They open against Cleveland. They're winning that. Baltimore. We just talked about why they're winning that. I think it's a very real possibility that they lose to Cleveland. However, I'll, I will just say that they win. Okay. So they beat Cleveland. They beat Baltimore. The next is the Chargers. Uh, they will split one of those games. So do you think it's going to... I think it might, it might be early. I think they're 3-0 right now. Okay. Well, all right, So we'll go with you. 3-0. Because you said you couldn't find four losses. Week four, the Eagles win. I get four and zero. Week five, the Bills. Say four and one. I'd say four and one at this point. Week six, the ten, uh, the Washington football team, five and one. Titans, four, six and one. Oh, Giants, seven and one. Packers, seven and two. Raiders, eight and two. Cowboys. Eight and three. <laughs> nine and nine and two. Nine and two. All right, so Broncos. Ten and two. Raiders. Again. Oh, yeah. They're in their division. Raiders are terrible. Eleven and two. Chargers. That's the split. Eleven and three. Steelers. Twelve and three. Sorry, Leah. Bengals. Thirteen and three. Broncos. Fourteen and three. And I think one of those is a swing. You could swing one of those to get them their fourth loss, but I don't think they're winning. They're not losing four games out of those out of that schedule. It is a tougher schedule than I thought, though. Um, they start tough. It's going to be determined. Basically, you're going to know if you won or lo- lost that bet within the first like five games, probably of the season. Yep. If they come out of that, the, those first five games at anything, uh, anything less than four, uh, four and one, then we're on, I think we're on track for a four loss season. I would feel better about betting the over on Tampa Bay than I would betting the over on. Kansas City. For the record, listeners at home. Yeah, it's uh Tampa Bay is a pretty they also have a pretty tough schedule. Um, but we don't need to talk about that if you don't want to. Well, they're gonna have a pretty tough schedule. They're the Super Bowl champions. They should have a pretty tough schedule and they, you know, they deserve it. They deserve to get beat up. But I also think like, I don't know, Tom Brady just knows how to win, dude. It's just it's hard. All right, do it. Let's do it. Let's do the same thing. Fuck it. Last thing we'll do is is go through the third division. I'll do it again. 
Just, I mean, this is people's money. They're obviously going to take our sage advice and go put their hard-earned cash on these over and under site. We might as well do the work. That's right. So, Taylor Bay Buccaneers schedule. Week one, obviously, Dallas Cowboys. One and oh. Yeah, you just go right after a ball. So you think that the Cowboys have a chance to beat the Chiefs, but they won't beat Oh, I did. I took that back. I put them back at nine and three right when we were doing that or nine and two or whatever it was. I was I thought about doing it, but then I had already it would just it would have taken away the legitimacy of the whole thing. I'm just gonna test you. Okay, Cowboys. One and oh. Falcons. Two and oh. Rams. Two and one. Patriots. Three and one. And if there's ever a game that Belichick's going to coach up for, it's going to be that one. But I think... All right, two and two. Let's give them the Patriots two. Fuck it. Yeah, two and two. Oh, oh my. Dolphins. Three and two. Eagles. Four and two. Bears. Five and two. Saints. Six and two. Uh, Washington football team. Seven and two. Giants. Eight and two. Colts. Nine and two. Falcons. Ten and two. Bills. 10 and 3. Saints. 11 and 3. Panthers. 12 and 3. Jets. 13 and 3. Panthers. 14 and 3. Yeah. No, they're good. And even I even I was pretty liberal handing out losses for them too, I think, at the start. So Yeah, they're out. I mean, they could go 15 and 1, honestly, and I wouldn't be surprised. Or 15 and 2. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be surprised. I have the old record still stuck in my head. I got to shake them out. Um, all right. Well, that does it for missing the points. Uh, records, prediction, over, under, gambling, uh, gamble responsibly, biggambleaware.org. Uh, have a lovely rest of your weekend. We're so happy football's back. Um, and listen to, obviously, our interview that's coming out this week. That'll be in the show notes. And we got lots of great regular season NFL content coming your way. Um, well, thanks for coming. Have a nice rest of your night. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.